Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemmerer. <laughs> by Bridget Kemmerer. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh-huh. Not 100% sure. Yeah, so we read this book. We're still in our fantasy mood. It actually is taking a toll on me reading all these first fantasy books of series and not finishing the series because... I, it takes a lot to start a fantasy series because you're like have to learn a whole new world and a whole new like new names that don't really exist in the world and this one was probably easier to jump in because it was I don't know it wasn't like this like far-fetched world where there's different creatures and stuff like that like they were they were all human in both realms yeah there was just a monster in one realm and their names were more normal like Harper, Wren, Gray like I I, yeah. I know those names. So it's just been taking a toll, though, because, like, this is our, like, I feel like third or maybe probably fifth, like, first book in a series. Yeah, because, like, we did Crescent City, Akatar, this. Throne of Glass. A Fate of Wrath and Flame. Six of Crows. Six of Like, we have done so many first books, so we haven't, like, finished a series. So, although I finished the Akatar series, I read further into Throne of Glass, but, like, I don't know, like, the past two books have been A Fate of Wrath and Flame. Yes. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and that one doesn't even have a sequel, so we're just, oh. like, here being angry about that. Yeah. And then we read this one, which thankfully has sequels, and I think we're both going to dive into it. Yeah. I want to, like, finish the trilogy. Yeah. Because I was currently reading Throne of Glass on top, like, in between our podcast books, because we have a pretty heavy schedule up until the end of July, which I read like, a book a week. And I have just not been able to be in the groove with Throne of Glass because of that. So I want to wait till I finish our podcast books to finish Throne of Glass. And in the meanwhile, I'm going to read the rest of this trilogy because I really liked it. I did too. I really liked it. Do you want to give a synopsis? Yes. It says, Cursed to repeat the autumn of his 18th year, Prince Wren of Emberfall thought he could be saved easily if a girl fell for him. But that was before he turned into a vicious beast and destroyed his castle, his family, and every last shred of hope. That, I mean, if you read that alone, you know it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. But anyway, nothing has ever been easy for Harper, with her father long gone, her mother dying, and her brother constantly underestimating her because of her cerebral palsy. When she tries to save a stranger on the streets of Washington, D.C., she's pulled into a magical world. And then that's kind of where it picks up. She's got to figure out why she got dragged in fall and who these people are. Yeah, I really like the beginning. I really like Harper. I loved Harper. I feel like they just pulled you in real quick. I also, so I don't really know Beauty and the Beast that well. Like, I know the gist of it. Like, Belle gets taken in instead of her father's dead, and she's, like, stuck there. And then I don't remember what else happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, the Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, like, Disney style is literally just, like, normally there's the arrogant prince. Someone comes and asks for help, and he's so arrogant. He's like, nah, get out of here, peasant. <laughs> and then it's really a sorceress, and she curses him. So it's like, as soon as I, as soon as soon we learned that Ren was cursed, I was like, oh, Beauty and the Beast. I actually didn't really just put two and two together again, because I was just kind of wrapped up in the story. I didn't read the synopsis. I never read the synopsis. And, yeah, I was on, like, TikTok or Reels or whatever social media where I frequent when I find books I like. <laughs> I try to look for fan art because I was really into like the first 20% of the book. I mean, I first into the whole book, but like 20% I started looking at fan art because I'm like, oh, I like these characters. I really like Ren and Harper. And then it's like my favorite Beating the Beast retellings and it popped up and I was like, oh, yeah. like, how did I not see that? <laughs> Another clue was the uh, music that always played and the food that always like remade itself. 
Because, like, you know, the Beauty and the Beast castle's enchanted and all the creatures, like, can talk, like, the candlestick talks, all that. So I was like, it, like, she, she changed it, obviously, but there were clothes. In the Beauty and the Beast, did the Beast kill his family, too? I'm not sure. I don't think in the Disney version. They don't tell us. They don't tell us. They don't tell us he murdered his entire family. No, I think that might have just been a curse so dark and lonely. <laughs> also, like, we read A Court of Thorns Roses, which I... These names all, like, are, like, on, yeah. A curse so dark and lonely. A court, court of thrones and roses. A fate of wrath and flame. It's all just, like, I guess it's hard to make it's fantasy poetry. book names. But, so we also read that book this season, which is also Beauty and Beast Retelling. So we're just reading a lot of Beauty and Beast Retelling. I feel like we should just read them all. Like, let's just, let's just find more. There, there are more out there. There was one I wanted to read... What was it called? A Touch of Darkness. Yes. But then, I, but then I saw reviews that said the writing wasn't good, and I'm like a stickler about writing, so I was like, maybe I wouldn't like it, but we're on such a Beauty and the Beast role, maybe we just go with it. What did you think of the writing in this book? I thought it was good. It was told from two perspectives, but I thought the fact that it alternated every other chapter made it fine, because one, I liked both Harper and Ren, but two, it's like you didn't have to be in any one's chapter for too long. Yeah, I usually hate multiple perspectives. I feel like I probably said this on the podcast before. Kai just ruins my reading flow, but that wasn't the case for this book. I, she just did it really effortlessly where I like, either like Harper was going to bed and like it read to Ren. Like it was just like kind of really flowy with the contrast of like who's telling the story. Yeah. Do you think that she, you know how like, you had a comment with Six Crows is that she wrote in different point of views, but it was all the same style? Did you think that, this writing was like she changed per character i didn't pick up on that she didn't so i guess like my beef with six of crows i don't have that beef with this book i didn't analyze it like oh whose voice really changed but Rin's and harper's perspectives were different enough that you could tell who was who i thought yeah i can't believe how many times how many girls he had I am uncomfortable with how many girls were brought. I mean, like, nothing probably happened, but, like, how many girls Grey just went and kidnapped. I was like, let's try again. <laughs> the way how it was, like, so nonchalant, too. Like, <laughs> like they just, like, he was just sitting there in the parlor waiting for him with, like, a glass in his hand. Like, it was just, like, a regular, like, your show's just coming up on a Friday night. But, like, no, like... Great, just bringing a new girl by her around. And it was, like, rehearsed, too. Like, he knew what he was going to say. Like, oh, I'll just, I'll charm her. She'll fall for me. That's how it happens. Like, <laughs> okay. If you were keeping your brother guard, like Harper was in the beginning of the book, and you see this girl being dragged out of a bar and taken... Although the girl was just like falling asleep in his in Gray's arms, so it wasn't like it wasn't a, it wasn't a scene. It was just this guy carrying a girl. Yeah. Would you have gone over there like Harper and hit him with a pole? No, no, I am never as brave as these female characters. Like I just never am. It would be nice to think I'd go save someone if I thought she was getting kidnapped, but heck no. <laughs> I don't even think I would even notice. I think I would just be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they're probably fine. She she looks into it. It's fine. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, like, so sad, but I don't think I'd get involved. Oh, yeah. I don't think I have the guts either. Also, like, she struggles walking. Like, she really can't put up a fight. Like, if I was her, I'd probably be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Good come luck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but th- that was the other crazy thing, was not only did she intervene, she took a crowbar to this random guy. Like, like I 
it's one thing to be like, hey, sir, are you trying to kidnap this woman? It's another thing to just start beating someone with a crowbar. <laughs> you get arrested for that. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of what he was doing. <laughs> like, what if those two had been together and that was his wife and everything was okay and she just started beating him? <laughs> she didn't ask any questions. She just did. <laughs> like, he literally could have been, like, a, this girl's boyfriend and, like, she was just drunk and needed to be carried home and Harper, she could have arrested. I, yeah. It's called assault. If they're not, if they're not attacking <laughs> you, it's called assault. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's Harper. That's our introduction to Harper. <laughs> I feel bad for Gray. And it's, like... I feel like, I don't know, my, this feeling about this love triangle. Like, I feel like it was a wannabe love triangle, but, like, it couldn't be a love triangle because she has to fall for end for the curse. Uh-huh. I mean, I te- did you end up reading my text that I sent no. you? So, I was, or, I was at the airport last night? Yeah. Or no, was that, I was thinking it was between my flights. So, okay. I just flew in last night from uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama, and I didn't finish the book yet because I try to read on the beach, but then I never really read as much as I expect to read when I'm on the beach. And Marissa texted me, like, her entire thought of the plot, of the ending, like, of everything. And I read, like, one line, and it literally was like, when they said this, and I was like, nope. And she literally almost ruined the entire book for me. I thought you had finished it, because you had texted me, like, okay, but we have to record Monday. And I think I just skimmed your text, but I thought you had been like, oh, I'm done. I already ordered the other two books. We'll record Monday. And so I literally texted you all the spoilers. Good thing I didn't read. (laughs) I know. But what I was saying in that was I did not realize it was a love triangle until the last chat. Like, when Ren and Grey talk and Ren's like, you should pursue Harper when I'm dead. And he's like, I will. And I was like, the the hell? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) I got hints of it whenever they were playing. The first time that, like, Harper and Grey were civil, they played cards. And, like, Ren was, like, super jealous. I was like maybe like something's there but like I knew Grey would never act on it so I felt bad for him because like she's like writing him to be this like love triangle but he like he can't even he's not in the same level but we find out the end then he kind of is the ending was a lot like it was a big twist it was a big twist like I did not see that coming at all when they said there was an heir I was like it's gotta be Grey I just had this feeling like it's gotta be Grey because that would be the worst to find out the person who's been serving you Gray has been serving Ren faithfully, loyally, his only companion for the past 300 seasons or however many, to find out then that he's actually the rightful heir to the throne. Like, dang, that is a twist. I would love a prequel to this book, actually. And I usually don't like prequels, but I really want to see what Life of the Castle was before the curse, how, how do you say Lilith? Lilith? Lilith. How Lilith tricked in... Because I want to, like, see the whole play out. Like, how Lilith came to court and how how Ren was then and how Grey was and what happened. Because we always get hints of it. Like, we have a lot of, like, little pieces to the backstory, but we I just want to see, like, the whole backstory. I liked Grey a lot. I, I knew you would. Grey was, like, ki- Grey is kind of the type of person I want to marry. <laughs> but he isn't that damaged, so I'm really proud of you. I know, he's really not that damaged. I didn't choose the guy who slaughtered his family. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I kind of liked Ren, but I think I just like princes. Yeah. No, I liked Ren a lot, too. One thing I thought that was weird, but it eventually grew on me was how he basically called Harper my lady the entire book. He rarely said Harper. 
and I just can't imagine falling for someone who who was just like my lady, my lady, my lady. <laughs> like, sir, no, my lady. I don't think Harper likes Gray though. I don't think I thought Harper and Gray were just like best friends, kind of like kind of like um Feyre and, and Lucian in the first Akatar book. I never shipped them. They're just very good friends. But then at the end, at the very end of this book, when he's like, Ren asks her, so did did you break the curse? Like, do you love me? She thinks of Grey. And she, it, the quote says something like, she thinks of who's in front of her and who she left behind. And I was like, there is no love. Like, what author? Stop trying to create a love triangle where there isn't one. Grey and her can just be friends. I did feel like the author was trying to create a love triangle where there wasn't a need. Yeah. Although, we don't know what happens to the other book. So, there, it could just unfold. But I kind of don't want it to unfold. Like, I, I like know. her and Ren. What if, what if the author pulls an SJM and puts her with Grey and turns Ren into a, the beast or something? So, I just don't understand, though. So... Ren's like has his curse. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much just sits in this castle all day long and tries to court women. Also, I, I feel like it's not that hard to fall in love. Like maybe <laughs> I just fall in love fast, but like I feel like if I a prince took me and I was in a big castle with pretty yeah. gowns, I would fall pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. <laughs> and they had a whole season to fall. That's like eight to twelve weeks. Yeah. I'd fall in a couple days. <laughs> Oh, well, here was the other thing I thought was dumb, was that he only courted one girl per season. I feel like I'd make it the Bachelor style. Like, let's bring in 26 contestants. Let's see who wins my heart. Make it a challenge. Yeah, it wasn't any really he only bring one girl. Also, I don't know why it took him so long to not feed his village. Like, I get his point that, like, the more you give, the more they take. But, like... He had this castle of food. He had all these rooms, like, yeah, it's haunted, but, like, your people are, di- like, are struggling, and, like, you want them yeah. away for the monster. But it sounded like, at that point, like, the first, the beginning of the season before Harper, it sounded like Grey, like, kind of corralled the monster to be, like, away. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they, once they got that figured out, like, he should have either, like, fed them, or when he feels the monster changing, like, okay, everyone go in hiding now. Right. I think he just didn't check on them. I don't think he, like, went to check on the villages. Like, he knew his kingdom was suffering, but he felt like he should stay away, which is dumb, because, like, when you're not the beast, you can just be a human and show some compassion. And when Harper brought up the food and he had his excuse, which, again, I got his reasoning, but as Harper said, you may not be able to help everyone, but you can still help someone. I just understand why I didn't think about, like, he was... was he kept on saying he was born to be king. He was born to be king. But, like, he was so selfish in that sense. Like, he was so wrapped up in this curse and such self-pity for himself. Like, oh, my family's dead. Oh, I killed my family. Like, oh, yeah. this curse is on me. Like, oh, this. And, like, there are other people like, in this world. Everyone else in your kingdom is actually suffering because of your curse. Which, by the way, you brought on the kingdom. I don't really... Do we, don't, do we know how, what broke the cor- curse? Ugh. Do we know what broke the curse? We do not, but this is also something I texted you. This is why I... Even though I hate Lilith and I want Lilith to be dead, obviously, I kind of hope she's still alive just so it proves Harper fell in love with him because there are two ways it broke. Either Harper fell in love with Ren and that broke the curse or because Grey killed Lilith, which there's no body. We don't know for sure. Grey slit her throat but he didn't stay around to like make sure she actually died so we don't know for sure but if he killed Lilith that could have broken the curse there was like another thing too that I was like talking about like some sacrifice 
Yeah, well, that was the thing. Lilith said that true love is, you know, like, sacrificing your life. And and Harper was like, okay, well, if that's the case, then Grey would have broken the curse for him already because, like... Okay, that's what I was confused about because I'm like, wait, is Grey in love with him? <laughs> Maybe we were looking at the love triangle wrong. <laughs> is that what broke the curse? Is Grey the one that broke the curse because he's in love with Ren? <laughs> I mean... 21st century, I'm here for it. I mean, it, honestly, it'd be like the Anna and Elsa and Frozen, which I know you're not a big Disney person, but in that, true love could break was the only way to break the curse, and the sister sacrificed herself for her sister, and that was the true love that broke the curse. So you never know. I mean, I'm here for it, regardless. <laughs> I do think, though, like, Harper's badass. Like, no guy saved her. She, I, she saved herself. I mean, we read a lot of fantasy books where girls save themselves, but, yeah. like, I feel like it's different than the last book we read, uh, A Fate. Of Wrath and Flame. I don't know why I can't remember the name of that. I always want to say A Fate of Wrath and Fury, but I'm pretty sure it's Flame. A Fate of Wrath and Flame. I think so, too. I I almost said A Fate fate So Dark and Lonely. (laughs) A Fate So Dark and Lonely. A Court of Fate and Lonely. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so many. The names are just, like, the same up and down. I know. She, like, she didn't really save herself in that book. So the only, the, I actually thought they were, not Harper and Ramiria were similar, but the princes in those books were both similar, where it, the girl came along and fueled their dream and made them realize they could achieve it. Because, you know, like, Xander wanted a better world for his people, but until Ramiria was like, okay, well then, like, let's do it, he wasn't doing it. And same with this, like, Ren's like, oh, my village is sad and poor, and she's like, okay, let's feed them. Like, we can help, you know? That reminds me of the quote that says, uh, behind every man is a, is a strong woman. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that quote, but... You don't I, like it? No, I just feel like I I don't want to stand behind a man. True, true. So, and I don't think Harper does. I think Romeria does. Yeah. I also think it's the same sense this book is like she was taken from New York City and then she was brought to this like the I forgot what the world's called and this girl's taking from DC. I died the whole time whenever Ren talked and he literally says like D I S I like the princess of DC. But like, even when he would talk about like her to himself like his inner monologue and he would bring up DC yeah. and be like DC like DC DC <laughs> like he actively thought it was spelled DC. I guess maybe I that's a different voice because that's like, when, true. If you were in Harper, it would be like DC. DC. But But those were very similar in the two books, so. Yeah. But Harper definitely was more stand on your own. And just her, the fact that she was fighting, like, from the first moment she was taken. She was fighting with a crowbar. Then she, you know, found a horse. She could ride horses. She wanted to learn how to shoot bows and arrows. She wanted to learn to throw daggers. Like, she was just a badass from the start. Yeah. She just reminded me so much of Pip, and you know I love Pip. From a Pip in, like, a fantasy world. Yeah, from A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. She was just, like, this small, feisty, smart, but, like, badass girl. I also like how her hair is, like, curly and unruly, because I yeah. have curly and unruly hair. <laughs> so I was like, oh, hey, what color is her hair? It was black. Which I was shocked by, because aren't they always supposed to be blonde or redheads? Yes, it's my biggest <laughs> issue. Actually, I think Romaria had brown hair. Uh-uh. Did she have brown hair? I can't remember. I don't know what she even looks like, because uh, <laughs> apparently the ring changes the way she views herself. That's true. <laughs> I, I think we read those books too close to back-to-back, but I'm just like, 
Looking in, yeah. At first, at one point I was reading this book, I actually thought to myself, I'm like, oh, like, Harper can't ride a horse. And I was like, no, <laughs> Harper's really good at riding horses. Romaria can't ride a horse. Yeah. Because it just, like, touched similar worlds. It is really similar, like you said, how they came from a city in America and then went to a fantasy land. And it's not like they went back in time. It's running parallel to their own time. And then there's this prince who has a vision. And they they both don't want to fall for the prince. And they fall for the prince. And I do think, like, Romeria and and Xander Xander had, like, more of a slow romantic burn. Where this one really didn't have a lot of... I don't know. It was still really good, but didn't really have a lot of romantic moments. And I usually don't like books without romance. They kissed, I think. Like, once. Yeah. All 500 pages of this book, and they kissed once. And we were still like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I loved her and Ren, though. I thought I thought they were well-matched. And I like that he fell for her before she fell for him. And I thought that was so important. Yes, I like that a lot. I always like that. Yeah. So one of the big parts was them going through the woods, the woman whose house burned down with all the kids, and then... They basically took up residence in the hotel in the inn with those innkeepers. But that's another reason why I don't like I don't get Ren. Like he was in this castle, he'd said for like three hundred seasons, which we basically learned it was equivalent to five years. Mm-hmm. But why didn't he venture outside of his damn castle? Like yeah. he could have stayed at all the hotels around the whole country, like whatever wor- world or whatever whatever they live in. I don't even know. Is it a country? Uh, other countries in the foreign lands? Yeah, Ember Falls is uh, a country. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they, like, have other words for it. Like, he li- he up and saying, like, oh, I had to hear the same music every day, the same food. Like, freaking leave, you have horses. <laughs> like, you're not stuck to this castle. Like, I just don't get yeah. him. And, too, like, the innkeeper, you know, was like, okay, well, we thought the whole royal family abandoned us, and now we see you're here. And Prince Ren is all sad because, like, his family's dead. And it's like, okay, but you did kind of abandon your people, Ren. Like, they kind of have a point. I just don't get why he, like, I don't know. I I would get so stir crazy in that castle. And I would, if I was trying to court girls, I would take them for rides around the world, a country, be like, oh yeah, like I am the prince of this land. <laughs> there are all these people here. Yeah, yeah. No, Ren was um, Ren was kind of pitiful. He kind of like self had a lot of self pity and like, oh, what was me? I'm poor, sad Ren who killed my family. Like, a perfect thing was whenever he took Harper to that city and he took her shopping. Like, if a boy took me shopping like that, like, yeah, (laughs) I freaking swoon. Like, where, how did he court a girl in a castle? I just can't imagine courting a girl where you're in a house, don't don't really go outside, and there's just three people there. Yeah. Like, why did he never think to recruit people for a royal guard before then? I just don't, yeah. Like, Why did he wait till the last 30% of the book to be like, huh, I could actually, you know, have people come to the castle. I can hire more people. <laughs> I can staff the, I can staff my castle. Just tell them it's all content. Like, I I know he was probably embarrassed that it was cursed, but, like, he he was really quick on his feet with his lies. He like, he could have made a quick. story, like, five years ago. Yeah. Also, this also reminded me, not of Addie LaRue's per se, but, like, I did not like Addie LaRue because it made me claustrophobic because this was this girl, like, every day just reset for her. Like, no yeah. one remembered her. It was really sad. And I, and I, if I was Ren and I lived in a constant reset of, like, the same eight weeks, yeah. I would lose my mind. Yeah. Imagine just, like, tea just popped up every day at one o'clock. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> want tea anymore. I also don't get why Harper 
would run away every chance she got. Like, girl, do you not realize you are not in D.C.? Like, there is no D.C. nearby. I feel like Romeria was the same. It's something that I can't wrap my head around. As soon as they got transported to a fantasy land and they're like, I just got to get away from this giant castle and get back home to D.C. It doesn't matter that the temperature here is completely different, that everyone's speaking an old-timey language, that there's a castle. I know I'm close to home. Right around the corner. <laughs> also, these girls come from nothing. Like, yeah, yeah like, Harper had a family she'd go home to. Like, her mom was really sick, and, like, her brother was, like, we didn't know if he was even alive at that point. True. But, like, Romeria didn't have a family to go home to. She was literally, like, off the streets, and she's like, I need to go home to New York. And I'm like, you don't need to go home to New York. You're in a castle. Like, <laughs> yeah, Romeria, you have it better here. <laughs> like, even now, me being, like, a functioning adult in New York City with a job and, a, and an apartment, I'd be like, hey, take me. <laughs> that was, like, with Harper. After Harper's mom died of the cancer... I was like, why doesn't she just take Noah and Jake back with her? And she was all like, like, oh, well, Noah has a life here. He's a doctor. And Jake doesn't want to go. And I'm like, Jake is literally dealing with people who want to kill him for money. I think he could go. Like, I think he's fine to go. Well, he did end up going. He did end up going. But the whole time he wanted to go back. And I was like, Jake, why do you want to go back? What do you have to go back to? I get why Noah wanted to go back. Like, he was, like, in his residence. He was like, a doctor. Like, he worked his whole life to be a doctor. Yeah. And then now he's, like, the sole doctor in the world that has no medicine. <laughs> like, he's just, like, yeah. Like, I understand why Jake wanted to go back. And I, oh, no, I understand why Noah wanted to go back. And I, and I think Jake wanted to go back for Noah. But again, if I was Jake, I wouldn't want to go back because there's literally people out trying to kill me. Yeah. I thought that was, okay, I thought that was kind of dumb that Lilith was like, sure, great, I'll let you go back and forth between worlds however many times you want. Because as soon as she said that, I was like, okay, so he could just take Harper back to see his mom, see her mom, and then just bring her right back. I didn't understand why her going back to DC was set in stone before she's like, wait, I'll come back in a day. There was no need for that. Like, I'm really happy she did go back when she did because she got to see her mom one last time. Like, it was literally her mom's, like, dying breath. What did you think about her mom being like, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so well. Do you think her mom saw her I think she did. I was like, again, it gave me very Ramiria with her dad vibes where, like, like, is her mom a seer? Is her mom prophetic like what like what because she the way she said it and then when jake was like oh she rambles like that sometimes but i was like it doesn't really sound like she's rambling she sounds pretty coherent so jake pisses me off i i don't like jake at all in the beginning of the book she loves her brother he's so protective of her we do get the sense that he kind of belittles her and like treats her like she's really weak but she does have cerebral palsy so i i get that he's protective of her but the the Jake we see is an, a raging asshole. Yeah, is not. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, like like you said at the beginning, she talks about how close they are, and when we finally meet Jake, he treats her like crap. He doesn't believe her. Like, yeah, I know it's far fetched if my brother flew, if my brother just zapped into this world and was like, yeah, I was in them hidden land. I would be like, hmm, but Why, I would, what are you smoking? <laughs> I think, like, after he's going on and on for a couple days, like, he's clearly upset. Like, she yeah. would, he, he's just a cut across her, her cheek that does not look like it was, like, done in this world. Right. I'd be like, hmm. Well, if nothing else, I wouldn't make fun of her. Like, when they were sitting on the park bench and he was kind of mocking her, like, hmm, is your friend going to show up? 
Jake. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> or whenever at dinner with Noah and the two of them are making fun uh, of her. When they talked about her in the other room and Noah was talking about like, you know, oh, well, PTSD, traumatic events. And like, okay, that's fine to have that conversation. But really, she's in the other room listening. Yeah, and the, maybe she started school and like, they were just like so yeah. belittling to her. Very belittling. It made me really mad. And I'm really glad that like Gray would stick up for her and was like, do not touch your sister like that. Because he was so disrespectful to her. Even if she wasn't the princess of DC, like he was just being so mean to her. Yeah. And but even when they got to Emberfall, Jake was still an asshole. Yeah. Like everything she did, Jake undermined. And then like trying to then be like, oh, well, I'm the prince of DC. And it's like, no, Jake, you're a freaking nobody, okay? Like, your sister's the only one here with any power. Yeah, he really made me mad the whole book. I was like, just Jake, go home. But now he's like stuck. I'm kind of glad he's stuck. I'm like, ha. Punishment. <laughs> I was like, ha. You are stuck. But yeah, no, he definitely belittled her because of her cerebral palsy, which I don't know anything about. I thought cerebral palsy is, like, something when you break your bone, like, you break your bones really easily. That could be it. So I just pulled up, like, what is cerebral palsy? It says every child displays it differently, but it's um, muscle weakness. So it, it typically has muscle weakness, poor motor control, unsteady gait, spasticity. I don't know what that is. Shaking of arms and legs. So I don't know if... Maybe that could be why, like, bones break because, like, you're unsteady. I don't know if it actually was so palsy. I just remember that episode with Grace where the, the daughter was making the dollhouse or the girl was, and, like, every time she, like, was like, moved wrong way in the hospital, she could, like, risk speaking a bone. I didn't know what that was. That's I, what I, I remember that, that episode. But regardless, like, I, I really did love how both Gray and Ren literally did not care that she had cerebral palsy and everything she did or like anything she wanted to do they were just like yep you can do it like we know you can whereas jake who's known her her whole life what like belittled her for it almost like no you'll stay in the alley no you can't help just keep watch i guess that's what you can do he was just a jerk and i really liked when she was like i can't dance and she thought ron was making fun of her also i didn't really see where he'd be making fun of her like i don't know I think it's the vibe that, like, she's, like, stop making fun of me. But, like, I didn't see that at all. But She's I guess... probably just used to people making fun of her and just assumed he was. Yeah, that's what I think it was. But I really liked how he's like, you literally can do anything we've asked. Like, anything we've asked you and not asked you to do, you did anyway. <laughs> so I thought dancing was on the list, too. I, I kind of liked when she taught him how to sway. <laughs> Like, I was really hoping she's going to how to grind. I thought when she mentioned homecoming or whatever, I was like, maybe they're going to just, like, get down. I was going to turn around and like, I'm just going to grind my butt to your pelvis real quick. Welcome to my world. Welcome to D.C. Yeah, nobody did think that was cute how, I mean, he just supported her in everything. And anything she wanted to do, he was like, yeah, you can do it. I do find it hard. The first book of the series is like a, a setting up the world and introducing the characters. A lot of monumental things. Like, yeah, this book happened. Like, monumental things were like, turned into a monster and the big old war at the end. But, like, there wasn't that many monumental things. Like, a lot of times we spend just, like, at that little inn. Yeah. Playing cards. Getting to know each other. Getting to know each other. Like, visiting cities. I am curious about what's going to happen next. I know. Because it ends, it ended with, a chapter from Grey, which was so cool because the entire book is Harper and Wren, and then the last chapter, the epilogue, is Grey, and you find out not only is he still alive, but he now knows he's the heir to the throne, and he's back in Emberfall because he's with his mom, 
But it's so unfair because Harper and Ren are obviously worried sick about him. They don't know if he's alive or dead. They think if he killed Lilith in the other world, he wouldn't be able to cross back over and he'd be stuck there. And really, he's like, he's in Emberfall. I don't know what's going to happen. I think if he told Harper and Ren, they would keep it a secret. I think the real question is, does he want his claim to the throne? I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. But at the same time, I feel like that has to be where the story's going based on how it ended. We have two other books. Like, I don't really know where else it would go from here. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess what I'm really worried about is that Ren is going to turn into Tamlin. <laughs> And be, like, possessive over Harper, possessive over his throne. As soon as he finds out Grey has the rightful claim, he's gonna maybe, like, want to kill Grey. Which will be totally ridiculous because they're friends. And Grey stood by his side for 300 seasons. Literally, the monster killed some of Grey's family, some of his siblings. And Grey still stood by Ren. I think Lys... Lithel. Lithel. <laughs> killed his siblings. Maybe. Because she says when I was like, yeah, I helped your mother out. Like, she had too many mouths to feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he already knew that. Yeah. And he, he still stayed stuck by Ren. And he didn't have to. He could have left at any time. Although, part of me thinks that Ren would be okay with it if... Part of me thinks it's a relationship like... Well, I guess she didn't read the rest of Throne of Glass. Like, Cal... Cal... Cole, Cole, yeah, and, Kale. Um, Kale. Dorian. <laughs> what is Kale the rightful heir to the throne? No, but okay. Dorian steps aside. Let's let's him have his chance. Spoiler. Jeez. <laughs> I I mean I feel like it's not that big of a spoiler. Well, okay, but the difference here though is what's his name? Ren. Ren has said multiple times, like, I was raised to be a ruler, and this is, like, my kingdom. Like, I don't know how many times he's like, this is my kingdom. Like, a little temper tantrum. And then, too, with Harper, he's been already shown signs of being super jealous of her and Grey's relationship, and I'm just worried Ren's gonna become some a-hole in the next two books, which will suck, because I like him. I I go back to the part where he told Grey to go back to Harper. That's true. But he also thought he was about to die. Yeah. I don't know. I can see see it going either way. I can see Grey falling for somebody else. I mean, for all we know, Grey's in love with Ren. (laughs) For all we know, Grey will kill Harper to get Ren. (laughs) Maybe Grey will throw throw on with her brother and his boyfriend. They just have, like, a throuple. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thropple and Emberfall. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know. I want Grey to be happy, though, because Grey is the type of man I want to marry. That kind of loyalty I value above everything else. On a Friday night when we don't feel like going out because we're going to be so tired from work, we'll just stay in and we're going to watch Beauty and the Beast or we're going to watch Shadow and Bones. Speaking of Beauty and the Beast. So I was out at a brunch with some friends. It was a boozy brunch, and Beauty and the Beast had just come out, and the guy I liked was in the city, and I'd had a couple couple drinks, couple mimosas. So I texted him, and I was like, hey, like, have you seen the trailer for Beauty and the Beast? It looks really good. You know, like, hit, hit, nudge, nudge. He's like, yeah, it does look pretty good. I was like, do you want to, like, go see it? And he was like, nah, March Madness is on. I gotta watch the game. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I shot my shot, and uh, yeah. it went nowhere. So Beauty and the Beast holds a special place on my heart. <laughs> Did you get Game of Thrones vibes when she was riding the dragon? Yes. yes. <laughs> and they even referenced Game of Thrones like yeah. a couple chapters before that, and I literally was like, this is like 
Khaleesi, like, with the, her dragons. Like, I thought that so hard. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Like, she literally tamed the dragon, and everyone's like, oh, she tamed the... I was just waiting for them to be like, mother of dragons! <laughs> mother of monster! <laughs> and then she... Well, he put her on his back. He, like, dropped her midair and then caught her. But then she, like, literally rode him into battle. The back was very... The back... The back of, uh, ending of the book was very chaotic. Like, very. there was part in the chapter where I was like, wait, who has her? Like, is she on the horse? Is she in the air? Like, what's going on? Is she taming him? Like, I was like... It was chaotic. I couldn't... Like, I was following it, but I wasn't following it. And then when they just, like, shot arrows into her arm, I was very confused if he had been captured, the monster... Or if he was trying to save her. Do you remember? They had her on the ground, and they were just, like, shooting arrows into her. I don't get the, like, telling him not to move, but, like, what did they have against him? They were, like, telling him not to move, but then they'd shoot an arrow in her, and he'd move, and they'd be like, but don't move. (laughs) I was so confused during that, too. Yeah, it was very, it was very chaotic and confusing, but, uh... I think it was the point of it. Energetic. If she was was being like, oh, and this is exactly what's happening, (laughs) I am so calm, cool, collected. (laughs) I'm not crying at all. (laughs) No, I really like this book. I really like this book. I had a hard time giving any book that's not Akatar a five, because the way that Akatar made me feel i i recorded the video and marissa almost cried because like it made me feel that it was much. very emotional whereas this book's really good i really enjoyed it like the characters like the plot it just didn't spark that emotional like let me go cry my eyes out yeah so i can't give it a five but it's still a really good book i don't really know how to gauge my books now it's weird because this book is good but I feel like when I think about Akatar, this book is just the bare bones of a book. This book is your basic plot, your basic girl, your basic boy. It's literally a Beauty and the Beast retelling, so it's not even that original. Like, she does add original things to it. But, you know, she took Beauty and the Beast and retold it. So it's like, I, I don't want to say she did the bare minimum because it's a good book. But when I think about Akatar, it's just like they're in completely different leagues. I just, I feel like I... Aquatar almost ruins my other reading experiences sometimes. Okay, so what's your rating for this book? I don't know. I was going to give it a five till you brought up Akatar, and now I'm like... Because, like, it was a good book, and I liked it, but... I just don't want to give it any five. Like, a five has to really earn it. I think it's, like, a 4.5. I give it a four. Whoa. I'm a, I don't really give out a lot of fives. That's harsh. No, it's not that harsh. But I did like it more than a four. It didn't just, like, spark anything with me. Like, it was, like, a book. Is it because there wasn't romance? Like No, it just didn't, like, it didn't, like, we've read so many fantasy books and it doesn't stick out to me yet. Like, That's yeah, true. I want to read the sequel because I want, I get into a cliffhanger that I need to know what happens. No, that's true. It doesn't really stick out. Like, it totally blends in with Ramiria and Xander. Literally, Ren and Xander, to me, were almost the same person. I, I don't even think I pictured them differently. I don't think I pictured them differently either. I really... They, like, those... I mean, we read them back to back. I yeah. didn't read a book in between. I didn't read a book in between, which I usually do. I just have been busy with, like, traveling and such. But they really just mushed together one. Like, I literally almost got, like, Ramiria and Harper confused so many times. So, and I love the other book, too. I think I gave it a four as well, though. Like, they just don't stick out to me. I think it's just hard. Like, the second book in a series is always ten times better than the first. Like, yeah. I like a first book. Like, I like a Thor- like Thorns and Roses, the first one of Avatar. But, like, Mist and Fury is my favorite. Like, 
Even yeah. Mr. Fury is my favorite. Like, Wings of Ruin is really good. Like, Silver Flame is really good. Like, I, I like the second book. Even, like, in Throne of Glass, like, Hero Fire is my favorite so far. Like, it's never the first book of the series that makes my favorite. So, like, I just have, I have hope for this one. At least we have the books out for this oh one. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad we have the next two books. Because this kind of did end on a cliffhanger. Like, not a true cliffhanger. It wrapped up. But you don't. Like there's a, there's a lot unsaid. There's a there's a lot that's unsaid and so I'm glad that the next two are just immediately out. Thanks for listening. This is Kayla and Marissa. Have a good day. And make sure to follow us at Book Talks Podcast on Instagram.